good morning. Uh, we're glad that you've joined us this morning. And uh, today's a little bit different uh, for sure. As many as you know, as many of you know, uh, Mo and I, COVID found us last week, okay? And, and, and so, of course, we've been in quarantine for a week. Still got a couple more days left to go on that. <clears throat> but I've been, I've had a, a, just a nagging headache I can't seem to get rid of. Um, and, and a lot of fatigue, you know, just sleeping all the time. Mo has lost her taste and smell. Um, had a bad cough, and of course, she's uh, got a lot of fatigue as well. And so that's why we're coming to you a little bit differently this morning. We're actually coming for, to you from Robert Beverly Simpson's farm. I want to uh, say thank you to them for, for graciously allowing us to come down bright and early this morning. Um, uh, again, it's, it's terribly humid, but at least it's not uh, really hot and humid yet. And so that's why we're coming to you today in, in, in a little bit different setting. And so with that being said, and having COVID this week, I've done a, I, I've slept a lot and I've watched a lot of TV. And I'm really glad that the Olympics have been on uh, this week, watching the Summer Olympics. I've I've been reminded of some of the various sports that you don't normally think about too often or you don't think about every day uh, here in the United States or, or especially here in the Earl area. Sports like rugby and trampolining and badminton and artistic swimming and water polo, ping pong or rock climbing, that kind of thing. All total, I think there's 46 different uh, sports that are being competed again in for, for the Summer Olympics. But you know, an Olympian has to have a true passion for their sport, uh, to get up every day, to, um, to, to, to go into the, to, to do the weight training, uh, the practicing, uh, just the conditioning, the, the, the diet, everything that, uh, that, they ha that, that they do every day of the week is geared towards uh, making them a better athlete in their uh, sport. And so their regimen is, is grueling for sure. And, you know, as, as we get older, our, our bodies uh, can't keep up like they used to. And so ultimately, you know, these Olympians have to retire. All sports uh, athletes retire at some point. Um, but at what point in life do you admit you're not what you used to be? <laughs> Let me ask you that. At what point in life did you admit you're not what you used to be. You know, sometimes I think, oh, I, I, I can do that. Or, oh, I can still do that. And my body responds, no, you can't, you idiot. And you don't even try it. Uh, but our mind still thinks we're 18, 20 years old. Um, but our body says we're not. But the Olympian, they, they train their entire life for, for these games. And take, for instance, there was a, a 12-year-old Syrian ping-pong prodigy uh, that was competing this year. In, in one of the, the swimming competitions, there was a 15-year-old that finished fourth that just barely missed making the bronze. The gold medalist was Katie Ledecky. Uh, she was 24 years old. A BMX bike rider from Venezuela was 36 years old. 
And, and get this, Mary Hannah from Australia is 66 years old, <laughs> competing in the Olympics this, this, this summer. Now, granted, it is an equestrian event, and the oldest person to ever compete in an Olympic event was United Kingdom's Lorna Johnstone at 70 years old. Again, it was an equestrian event in 1972. Now, granted, riding horses, you can, you, you can endure that sport a lot longer than the grueling sport of, of running or uh, swimming, di different things like that. But 70 years old, 66 years old, their entire life has been focused on the Olympic Games, conditioning and training and, and getting ready for the Games. As I was watching the Olympics this week, I, I began to think that being a Christian is a lot like an Olympic athlete. In fact, God uses sports several times in his word to describe the life of a believer. He talks about the sport of wrestling um, in Genesis chapter 22, verse uh, Genesis chapter 32, verse 22 through 32. Jacob is is wrestling with God in order to get closer to Him and to know Him better, and ultimately to receive His blessings. And then we're told also that uh, in in Ephesians chapter 6, verses uh, verse 12, it says, "For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood." but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Hmm. James 4, 7 tells us to resist the devil and he will flee from you. 1 Peter 5, 9 says, resist him, stand firm in the faith. And so we see the sport of wrestling in, in, in God's Word. We, we also see the, the mountain climbing or, or rock climbing. Think about it. Moses climbed Mount Sinai. Jotham climbed Mount Gerizim. And Elijah climbed Mount Carmel. And, of course, you've got running, um, the, the sport of track and field. You've got running the. I've been watching those this week and the 100-meter the, the, the sprint, the 400-meter to 800-meter uh, sprint, uh, which is two times around the track. Caroline used to run the 100-meter the sprint and the 4x400 relay. Uh, Vivian Wall, who we baptized a couple of weeks ago, uh, or last week, uh, runs cross-country. Uh, and maybe some of you run in 5K and 10K races. I know I, I pass Shannon a couple times a week, it seems like, when he's out running up and down the road. Um, and then you've got the marathon. But, you know, when, when you run these races, you can, what they, what they say, hit the wall. Hit the wall, and it basically, you run out of gas and, and want to give up and quit. That you just feel like you can't you can't go anymore. Your your legs and your lungs they they feel like they're done. You cannot go anymore. But you know that that's only a a season in your in your competition. Now we have to fight through that and keep on running through that. Ultimately, to put that behind us. 
Well, you know, sometimes in our Christian walk, it might feel like we hit the wall. You think about that? It's in those times in life when we don't think we can go anymore. And you think you can't endure another life event again. You see, life is, is full of those times when it just seems like too much is, is going on in your world. There's death and divorce and drugs and disasters and, and disappointments. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run? But only one gets the prize, and so run in such a way as to get the prize. In, in other words, run to win. Don't start the race with the intention of, of maybe quitting. In Hebrews chapter 3, verse 14, it says, For if we are faithful to the end, and that's the key word, if. For if we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as we did when we first believed, we will share in all that belongs to Christ. If, folks, we've got to stay in this, in, in this race of life to the very end regardless of what comes our way, regardless of how we're feeling, regardless of the circumstances we find ourselves in, God still calls us to finish the race, to be strong to the end. There was a, a race, I think it was an 800-meter race, and one of the runners cut in front of the other, and, and it caused one to trip and fall. But that runner, you could see his disappointment because... He knew when he fell that his race was over, but yet he still got back up and he kept running. He kept running even though he knew that there was no chance of winning, no chance of, of, of even placing. But he wanted to finish the race. You see, his country sent him there not to start the race, but to finish the race. And God saves us not to... Uh, to, to not to be baptized and to, and to fade away, but he saves us in order that we will finish the race, that we will finish strong. In 2 Timothy chapter uh, 4, verse 7, it says, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Let me ask you this. Will, will you be able to say that? Will you be able to say that? That I have finished the race, that I, that I kept the faith. You see, the Christian journey isn't, isn't a 100-meter race or a 100-meter sprint for sure. No, it's, it's more like a, a long-distance marathon. When you think about a, a marathon, there's plenty of hills and curves and blind spots. There's aches and pains and injuries. And, folks, it's a grueling, tiring race for sure. There's plenty of unknown variables and and unexpected experiences along the way. But we've got to keep on running through to the very end. And so let us set our hearts and our minds on, on finishing the race so that we can enter into heaven and hear God's words, welcome home thy good and faithful servant that we were faithful to the end. Oh, what a blessed day that will be. But, but how do we do that? How do we, how do we 
remain faithful to the end? Well, we have to go through training and, and tough training. In 1 Corinthians 9.25, it says, Everyone who competes in the games go into strict training. Training for the Olympics or playing any sport takes an enormous amount of, of time and effort and, and training, both physically and, and mentally. <clears throat> but what about us? What does our spiritual training look like? How do we train ourselves spiritually? Through prayer and time in His Word. And folks, we have to, we have to train hard. And so let me ask you today, what does your training regimen look like? Are we putting the time in that, that needs to be put in in order for us to be successful in our Christian walk with God? You see, we need to be prepared for the race that's put before us. We need to be spiritually ready to, to face our opponent and to overcome the challenges of the world. I was thinking, you know, the, 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 the Tokyo Olympics this year has had to be very different for the, uh, for the athletes. The biggest event in their careers and their family and their friends, they aren't allowed to be there. No family, no friends, no spectators to cheer them on. They have these huge stadiums that were built specifically for this, and they're carrying out these competitions in empty stadiums. Nobody there to cheer them on. But you see, these, these spectators, these cheering crowds, they, they produce excitement and encouragement. It gets the, the adrenaline going. Physically, we as believers have the church in our daily walk. And spiritually, there's a, there's a great crack. Uh, crowd of believers cheering us on in the in the spiritual realm. In Hebrews chapter twelve, verses one through three, he says, "Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us." fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will, grow will not grow weary and lose heart. Folks, we need to encourage each other in our walk with Christ. We need to, uh, to come together and, 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 and in our meetings with churches and fellowships together, having that Christian friend that, that makes sure we're, we're living life the way God wants us to live, that we're following God's Word, that we're following the teachings of His Word, yeah. we're, that we're following the rules, okay? You see, with every sport or or every game, there's, there's rules that have to be followed. Last week, there was a, one of the American relay teams that were nearly disqualified because there was a, a lane infraction. And in all reality, they, they probably should have been disqualified going back and, 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 and looking at it. It was only by the grace of the judges um, that, that reviewed the, 
the event, they came back and said, okay, you can continue on. You see, folks, God's Word is our rule book. And regardless of whether we like the rules or not, you know, a lot of people say, well, that's not right. That's not fair. That shouldn't be in there. We shouldn't have to do that. But it doesn't matter what we think or what we want because God's rules are His, and those are the ones we must live by. Regardless of whether we like them or not, we have to live by His rules. And, and we're to strive to, for, uh, for perfection in, in following these rules every day. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5, he says, If anyone competes as an athlete, he does not receive the victor's crown unless he competes according to the rules. You see, we have to play by the rules. I mentioned the, the lane violation. The athletes, they're, they're subject to uh, the rules of the game. They, they, they are subject to drug testing, recreational and performance-enhancing drugs are, are prohibited. Um, they can be disqualified for breaking the rules. Again, the athletes don't make the rules. And for us as believers, we don't make the rules either. God does. And we have to play by his rules and receive his grace upon our infractions. Jesus said in, in John 14, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Folks, that is his rules, not ours. There are not many ways to heaven. There are not many ways to the Father. All the religions aren't the same. Jesus says right here, I am the only way to heaven. I'm the only way to the Father. These are his rules, not ours. And so, folks, if we train hard, if we finish the race, if we play by the rules, we will win the prize. We will be rewarded in the end, and, and God will bless us in the end. You see, the Christian isn't competing for a for a gold medal. God simply wants us to finish and to finish strong. Philippians 3.14 says, I press on towards the goal to win the prize which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Revelation 2.10 says, Be faithful even, even to the point of death and I will give you the crown of life. Be faithful. Be faithful to the end, even to the point of death, and I will give you the crown of life. Folks, that's the crown we're shooting for. It's lasting, it's eternal, it's never-ending, it's glorious, and it's far, far better than any gold medal we might receive here on this earth. Maybe today... Maybe today you're thinking you need to get back in training. Maybe you need to get back in, in spiritual training. Maybe, maybe today you're thinking you're maybe spiritually out of shape. Or maybe you've been cheating in your spiritual life. Or maybe you've been sitting on the sidelines and, and, and decide today that today you want to get back in the game. Or maybe, maybe today you want to begin that training. Maybe today, 
You want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The one who, who was born of a virgin, who lived the perfect life, who was nailed to the cross, who shed his blood for the forgiveness of our sin. When they put him in the tomb, praise God, God raised him from the dead so that we could have the hope of eternal life. Is that what you're wanting today? Are you wanting to come back to God? Are you wanting to get back in the game with God? Folks, He would want nothing more than for you to do just that. And He's calling you back today. The question is, will you come? Will you humble yourself and return to Him? I've enjoyed our time together today. A little bit different. But it's been good. We'll do something similar next week as well. We look forward to, to seeing you then. Well, let's close in prayer. Almighty God, we come to you today acknowledging you as our Lord and our Savior. And Father, whatever call you have placed on our life today, Maybe you've convicted our heart that we've gotten out of the game, that we've gotten lackadaisical in our spiritual training, that we've just been sitting on the sideline of, of the Christian life far too long. God, your invitation for us today is to return to you. And so, Father, hear our prayers today. For we're coming home to you. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.